Our next guest into the Daily Connerton Memorial Company interview chair with seven number one songs and 25 charted singles to his credit. He's also won numerous industry awards, including a Grammy for Top Male Vocal Performance in 1985. The Country Music Association also named his song God Bless the USA its Song of the Year in 1985. A song, by the way, that has been in the top five on the country singles charts three times giving it the distinction of being the only song in any genre of music to achieve that feat and was also number one on the pop charts after 9-11. In addition, CBS News voted God Bless the USA the most recognizable patriotic song in America. I'd like to welcome country legend Mr. Lee Greenwood. How are we doing, Lee? I'm good, Ryan. Thanks for taking my call this morning about our appearance at the Palace Theater. Yeah, how's the tour going? You know, it's fantastic. I In 2020... Naturally, everyone suffered. Uh, my crew and band, of course, was off the entire year. And, uh, you know, I, I, I retained them, of course. And then as things began to pick up in 21, we probably did maybe 50, 60 dates around the country. But now we started our full tour. And as we uh, tour up in the East Coast, uh, it brings us to the Palace Theater on October 27th. Incidentally, uh, it's my 80th birthday that day. And so I wanted to point that out, that we're going to have a little celebration that we wish you a happy birthday, Lee. That's awesome. <laughs> Thanks. So do you still like being on the road after all these years? I mean, I know you had a little bit of a break there during uh, COVID, so it must be nice to get back. But, I mean, you're a, you're a road dog. I am. I'm absolutely a road dog. I sat down for 20 years in Nevada. I graduated high school at the age of 16 uh, from Sacramento, California, where I was raised and spent 20 years in Nevada in the casinos. So I'm no stranger to that side of the business. But when I started touring, it was like 1979, I went to Nashville, 1980, I started touring. And now for the last 40 years, I've been a touring artist. And the thing that really I hate the most is flying, uh, just commercial flights, you know, it just, uh, it's such a hassle with the TSA. And I, and, and that's, that's our new normal after terrorism attack. Now we have to protect ourselves, and so it's just—it's really hard. Uh, as I get older, I just don't really enjoy the travel so much. But I do enjoy being on my bus, and I do have tour support uh, from ABC Supply in Beloit, Wisconsin, and I have a bus and trailer with my entire crew and band on it. And we just—you know—I love that. I mean, that's such a—that's not a hardship. Well, since you started back in, we said seventy-nine, eighty, a lot of changes in the music industry, specifically country music. What's your thoughts on today's uh, modern country? Um, good point. Uh, you know, the music is still good. I mean, things have never been better actually for music, and so I, I really don't know why people would ever say music is not as good as it used to be. It's just different, and the artists are good. Pro Tools, of course, in studios make a singer who might not be great good. Right. Uh, it's but, like it's um, like reverb of the 70s, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When you first added reverb, people were like, oh, my gosh, they're such a better singer. Yeah, exactly. Um, and now, now I'm not sure how, how things are going to go, but, you know. Well, since we found out we were interviewing you, one of the other DJs has been walking around the uh, the studio singing Dixie Road for the last month. Oh, cool. <laughs> I was with the Oak Ridge Boys the other night in the Kentucky State, uh, the Wisconsin State Fair. It was a hit while I was touring with them, and I think they had Elvira at the time, and so I got on stage with them and sang, and they got on stage and sang with me, and, and I played Bobby Sue for, for them on the saxophone, which is an instrument that I started on when I was a kid. But Dixie Road was one of those really big hits for us. And then the, the group that wrote that, there were three writers, Marion Kennedy, Pam Rose, and Don Goodman. 
I know that doesn't mean much to your listeners, but they also wrote Ring on Her Finger, Time on Her Hands the same afternoon. Both were number one songs. Well, talk about penning a song that became iconic. I read that you you wrote God Bless the USA on a tour bus sometime in 1983. Obviously, one of your most well-known songs, but you couldn't have known at the time that it was going to be such an iconic hit. And then and then thrust you into being one of America's most patriotic songwriters. Well, I thank you for saying that. I, and it is true. But everything that I recorded in those first three years, we were on the road 300 days a year. Everything I recorded was written on my bus. And so I had a, I had a studio, a, a makeshift studio in the back of my bus where I had my keyboard that was uh, hinged on the wall. And I could sit on the edge of my bed and put it on my knees and plug in my headphones so I wouldn't disturb the crew. Mm-hmm. And, and after a concert, when I was kind of jazzed up and hard to go to sleep, I either would get in the truck with a truck driver and ride 100 miles, or I'd just go in the back and start writing music. And, uh, and, and it was one of those. But I have to be honest with you, and people will go, really? Um, God Bless the USA was never intended to be a, a record. It was never intended to be radio play single. Uh, it was only my tribute to the country. The album was called You've Got a Good Love Coming, the first album that was on. We had $25,000 in the title song recorded and videoed at the London train station. And, uh, and it, you can Google that. You can uh, YouTube it. Uh, it's a really cool song. We still do that live. But that was the first album that was on and had Universal not said, I kind of like this other song about the country. Would you record that one and release that? And I'm like, okay. You know, I mean, you work for a company and they're supposed to make the right decision. And in this case, they did. When you were writing that song, did you at least get the feeling like, hey, Lee, this is a good tune? No, no. It, it was one of a lot of songs that I wrote at the time. I was just putting my heart into it because of what I believe to be true. And that is, if everything, if we take everything away from us and we just have our family, at least we have that. You know, there's a lot of people who have lost a mate and lost a child and uh, and you, th- that's insurmountable. Uh, and, and you can't push economy or possessions over life. And um, so that's what inspired, you know, the first line of the song. Of course, I saw Elvis many times in Vegas when I was working there in the same hotel as him. And the trilogy that he used to do with the Battle Hymn of the Republic oh, right. was so inspiring to me. And I, I, I actually said, if I ever get my career in, yeah, as a recording artist, I'm going to close my show with a trilogy. Well, it never got there, and and the reason it didn't is that we had so many hits in a row. They came so quickly, and then when God Bless USA emerged, and I put it in the middle of my show a couple times, there was no doubt that had to be the closer. Is there any performance of God Bless the USA that sort of sticks out in your mind? For me, I remember this distinctly. It was Game 4 of the 2001 World Series at Yankee Stadium. For me, that's one that sticks out. Well, no doubt. That was very moving. We were trying to bring America off its knees. And um, Mayor Giuliani had made no bones about it. He, they wanted me in New York. And I did the Fireman's Memorial at Yankee Stadium, and then with Mark Anthony and Bette Midler. And then I did the Policeman's Memorial at Carnegie Hall. Then we went back for the, for the World Series game. And that's the, the uh, one where I wear the red, white, and blue jackets. The only time I ever wore it. And I retired it after that. It'll probably go in, you know, the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, that's a Hall of Fame item right there. But other than that, I would say the two inaugurations for two presidents at the Lincoln Memorial, one was 41, George Bush, and uh, the other was uh, Donald Trump, both in the same place where more than a billion people saw me sing God Bless USA. So 
those stand out. And then there's a particular performance in the Persian Gulf on the aircraft carrier uh, Nimitz. And I was asked to do the the Navy version of that tour because we were uh, out with the Air Force. And uh, we were in Sicily when the Secretary of the Navy called me and said, I want you to do the Nimitz aircraft carrier and we'll, fi- we'll figure out how to get you home. And uh, I have video of that. Um, where, you know, in the hangar deck where, where we're all, you know, just positioned to sing. I also did uh, 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 30 USO tours. So many of them are outstanding in my mind uh, about how singing with the military is a thrill for me and to know that I could support the thing they do, and that's make us free and keep us free. As a singer-songwriter, to have written such an iconic song, I've seen lots of interviews with you, and you just seem like such a a humble, down-to-earth guy. How do you stay so humble with having such a huge, huge hit? Well, that's that's very flattering. Somebody asked me um, uh, one of the interviews, they said, do you have any regrets for writing an iconic song that America embraces and kind of lifts you up off the ground? And I said, yes, I do have one regret. And I think that surprised the interviewer. It probably surprised you that I would say that. Mm. Uh, and they said, well, what possibly could that be? And I said, well, I didn't write Hotel California. <laughs> so when, when you look at the overall, you know, uh, landscape of songwriters, there are so many wonderful songs. The Ear of the Beatles, the most played song ever on the planet was Yesterday, written by Paul McCartney. And, and I'm just proud that I've written something, you know, that, that will stand the test of time because we have a new CD that will come out shortly in the, in the summer. It's, I can't tell you the title yet. That would be unfair. And it'll be the last recording I'll ever make. So that's going to be fun to release. Why do you say that? Well, I don't think I'll have the voice after I quit touring and this will be my last year. Lee Greenwood's coming to the palace theater on Thursday, October 27th. The start time for that is 7.30. Get your tickets right now. You can get them at palacetheaterct.org or give them a ring, 203-346-2000. Mr. Lee Greenwood, thank you for spending a little bit of time with me this afternoon. Good luck on the tour and uh, on the new album. Thanks, Ryan. And uh, folks, come out and and, uh, celebrate my 80th birthday on October 27th at the Palace. Happy birthday, Lee Greenwood. Thank you.